0: It's the Exit 52 podcast on a Sunday night, October 15th. My name is Jake Luke. I'm joined
1: by Brian Black, a.k.a. Barstool Banks. How's it going, sir? It's good. It's uh, one of those unique Sundays we've had all day to kind of digest the uh, the win here for the Ravens and watch some football with uh, without the burden or whatever you want to call it of, uh, I don't know, all the stress that comes with this football team. Um so, you know, it's, it's kind of been nice to get it out of the way. And, uh, yeah, it's it's uh, let's talk a little birds football.
0: Yeah, no, I'm certainly down. It, uh, it has been certainly one of those days. It's one of those ones where, uh, and listen, we can just get right into it. I, I got into one last night. I had a wedding and everything. And, you know, mm. you wake up, and the first thing in the morning, you're just taking Ravens football in after a little McDonald's breakfast Shout out to uh, my guy, Mike Luke, who hooked me up with some hash browns, and we got into it. And listen, what a win, 24-16. to What what else can you say? I mean, just tremendous to go over there. It looked like the boys were buzzing. They were having a good time. I watched Marlon Humphreys' uh, Instagram Live coming back on the plane. It seemed like they got there early. They were ready to take care of business, and they just kind of went out and did it. There wasn't anything... uh, you know, it, it looked like maybe some of the demons have been expelled a little bit. There were some issues. You had Lamar Jackson throwing an interception that was pretty ill-advised. But other than that, and, you know, a couple penalties here and there that we can get into, obviously. But other than that, a pretty pretty comprehensive win over a Titans team that you should beat. Cover the spread. Took care of business. Let's get back home. We got a homestand now. And they're in a good spot at 4-2. and two. They should probably have a better record than that. But 4-2, and two, you're leading the division. Bengals had a W today. Browns get a W over the 49ers, which is pretty significant. And uh, this is going to be a dogfighter of division, but the Ravens leading it as of right
1: now, and that's a good place to be. Yeah, I think, um, man, there are a lot of good things, like like a lot of the wins that we've had so far this year. There are a lot of good things in this win, a lot of indicators that say, hey, this is a a, a contending football team that could do really great things. And then there were some, I don't know what to call them, some hiccups, if you will. There were some concerns. There was the sky is falling period of the game that, that occurred there in the third quarter as the momentum was shifting. And it felt like the referees were against us as they it felt like they were against us most of the game, but I'm sure we'll get into that. Um, as well as, yeah, the ill-advised pick by Lamar, not sure how much that's his fault versus Bateman's. And it was just, it was a very weird interception, um, which uh, admittedly is kind of Lamar's M.O., um, but, uh, yeah, it's, it seemed like a very 2023 Ravens win. It felt like a win they should have won by more, um, and leaves you a little dissatisfied. But at the end of the day, they get a W at a place where there was already a bad taste in our mouths from 2017. So how much can you really complain? So I guess that from the first thing, maybe we should dive into is, 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 and maybe the first thing i want to talk about is a deviation all right let me let me let me just start this over
0: i like this i like the the direction you're going here seems like you 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 really prepped this
1: i didn't this is me <laughs> going on the fly but this is something i've i obviously thought about all football game because i tweeted about it multiple times daniel stern appears to be imprisoned i don't know what's going on there fourth and one first okay. drive of the game in their territory yeah tucker's automatic but come on man like every model that is in the existence of the world is saying go for that by a good margin our culture says go for it i know we've been burned numerous times here and the fan base is um there were there were too many people who were content taking the points there and it worked out today and I feel like those people feel like it was validated. I've got some mentions post game here that were like glad we took the points. And in hindsight, like I, I mean, I guess yeah, glad you take the points because the end result was a win. But if that's who we're going to start to be, it's going to come back to burn us at some point. If we start taking field goals and fourth of ones at the twenty or the twenty five of the opponents, that's going to come. That's, it's just a negative outcome overall. Doesn't so, validate um, the decision.
0: I'm with you when it's the Kansas City Chiefs and you're at home and you've thrown two interceptions and it's and it's close, crazy game and, you know, that type of environment where they go for the fourth and one and they get it, you know, two years ago, whatever that was. Uh, totally with you on that. But where I deviate from you is that they've played with their food, right, in the two losses that they've had this season thus far. They played with their food against the Colts. They played with their food against the Steelers. You had the Mike Tomlin quote about burning the house down. Like, it's just – I feel like when you – do that and you don't get it the momentum really swings against you and it can allow teams that are lesser than you like the Steelers like the Colts like the Titans to get back into the game and so like the fact that they kind of just like like I said in the preview like don't overcomplicate this just complete your passes catch your pat like do whatever you got to do and don't overcomplicate this don't go for it when you don't need to so I was glad to see them do that I could have maybe gone for them going for it maybe one more time than they did two more times than they did but like realistically like
1: I was personally okay with it. I just disagree. I feel like taking the three points is the way that you play with your food. We had, we kicked six field goals today. We probably should have kicked four. And then, you know, maybe we, maybe we punch one in, maybe we punch in two, maybe we don't. I don't know. But that game was a, yet again, second week in a row, a game that should have been over by halftime, if not sooner. So um, it fed into the food playing with more than anything, in my opinion. Um, I guess this is another breaking off point here for a, a discussion point. The red zone the last two weeks has been obviously a big issue. We were cash the first four weeks of the season, and that's gone decidedly south. And that you just call it, call it regression of the mean, sure, I suppose. Um, but the play calling inside the red zone was pretty questionable, I think. Yeah. Um, it was good situational football to run the ball as much as we did, but there was a clear lack of success for most of the game. And that's where I'm a little in between on, on the play calling because the pick was was a product of us going to the air, but we had had so much success in the air for, the, for most of the first half that I kind of thought, um, you know, that's just the way it goes. So I'm curious your thoughts on that, you know, our run run pass, especially in in the red zone. It seemed like we went especially run heavy um, and didn't get Mark Andrews involved until, you know, far too long in the game.
0: I mean, listen, this was very clearly a reaction to what happened last week. I mean, watching that game, like I, and that's not to say that, and I know you're kind of hinting a little bit that they were kind of playing scared and maybe you're right to an extent, but like last week, we cannot stress enough how, fucking bad of a loss that was that was so bad and like realistically like they could have won that thing going away five times and they should have and it's really disappointing that they didn't and you know you step on your feet that many times like you know it's just tough you've got to like it goes back to what i was talking about a couple weeks ago like you've got to just like you got to tie your shoes sometimes you got to make your bed you got to brush your teeth like it's not like that you know it they've overcomplicated things a lot thus far this season and the play calling is an extension maybe of the fourth down discussion that we kind of just had where Odell Beckham, that back shoulder fade against Joey Porter, that's really what killed that game in my opinion. I mean, they it, the fact that they didn't at least come away with three points, there was terrible. And I don't necessarily want that to become their DNA where they get away from being swashbuckling and going for it and kind of being, you know, daring do and all that kind of stuff. But this was very clearly a reaction to last week. And I think the fact that you're on the road in a – Strange environment. You know, you've been in London all week. It's very, you know, it's just – it's kind of one of those weird games where you got to just kind of get out of there with a W and let the rest take care of itself. And the fact that they're 4-2, I mean, they, it's very much an ends justify the means thing, which I'm not usually that type of person, but I think you just got to count your lucky stars that you're 4-2 because last week was so, so,
1: so bad, and this was a, a nice salve, I think. Isn't there a part of you that now that you look at the Eagles – and, um, and the 49ers losing today and you kind of look at the standings and you're like, okay, we're actually like, okay, we're only one game out of the best record in the entire league. And you start to feel pretty good about where the Ravens are situated. And then you just get infuriated about why they're not, why they're not five and one, why they're not even six and zero. Oh. like, there's really not much of a reason other than what we've talked about. Just total lack of execution, lack of ability to tie your own shoes. So, Um, I guess I, I, I'm with you on that. And, um, you know, within the construct of a football game, the right decision is the right decision. And that, that's, I guess is my concern. If, if the end result ends the way that it did with a win, it almost cements or it, it reinforces your decision-making. And so I, that, I don't want that to be, an excuse for us to just be the sheep of the NFL, like most teams are, or at least they were five, 10 years ago, where taking the field goal all the time in opponent's territory is just something you're just feel lucky and happy to do. You're just like, all right, we just went 70 yards and chewed up six and a half minutes and we're, we're happy to kick it on fourth and one and a half, you know, Um, that's just, it, it kind of disgusts me. It shouldn't feel this way, but
0: I don't know. I I get it. Yeah, that's that's been the identity. I mean, like that's really like it's the Seattle game, right? In twenty nineteen, we always go back to that with the hell yeah, let's go for it. Like that's that was the identity of this pairing with this coaching quarterback, right? And like that's beautiful, man. I absolutely love that. I totally like. I don't want them to get away from that, like in in its entirety, but. It's sometimes you just you have to get back to basics. And I think that's kind of what we saw a little bit today. I mean, the run game, they didn't get away from it. Gus Edwards was kind of running into the jaws a lot of the time with uh, Harold Landry and those guys or uh, Jeffrey Simmons and those guys like, you know, they got a solid run defense, I guess it, the numbers aren't great for them, but they, they certainly showed up today. So they got him involved. They got Hill involved a little bit. Keaton Mitchell didn't get any run who was uh, activated today. Um, but yeah, I mean, they kind of just took care of the business, man. Zayfell always looked very good. He scored a touchdown, his first ever touchdown, which was very nice to see. Bateman sprinkled in a couple catches. Odell Beckham, nice catch and run. Mark Andrews, a couple nice catches. He had a nice clutch one there late. So to me, it really is just that type of hygiene type of win. It's just taking care of business. TCB and it's nice, but yeah, to your, to your overall kind of point that you're making about the identity of the team. Ultimately, I'm with you, but it was it was just nice that they they just took it, they just they didn't step on their own feet this week, and that that was all we needed to see happen. You get home, so I feel like we're reiterating our you know repeating a lot of our own points here, but it it just cannot be stressed enough that it's a nice bounce back from what was one of the worst losses I've ever seen last week.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I, that is kind of the bottom line here is like how can you not at least have some sort of reaction or at least a change in course after that is the end result twice in three weeks really so i get that piece of it um let's just let's go back to ravens football right um but anyways uh i thought the defense stood up really well it obviously besides two huge plays and listen everybody would love to do this all the time and the statistics of everything would be thrown out out the way if, if you were to calculate things this way but what the the titans had 230 yards 233 you take out two gigantic chunk plays and the ravens really just stuffed the titans all day every day and i i know that their offense is lacking some serious firepower um but i think it was a really comprehensive effort by them today um the man the the uh Wildcat run by Henry is really frustrating because it's you so clearly know exactly what's going on there and there was a little misdirection that was involved, but um that was kind of the jolt back into the life for the Titans in this game, um, which was frustrating. But besides and that was that, too,
0: that was Roquan and Queen getting kind of fooled on the misdirection there. It's the like, wash, Oh god, yeah. that's that's the moment. This is the moment. So yeah, absolutely.
1: Yeah, and then the other one was a big chunk play. What was that? Um a dump down or uh I, I'm I'm my brain is scrambled at this point. That was, um, was so
0: long ago. It feels like it was yeah, a long ago. I time. know,
1: I know, but um yeah, I, I third down, one for nine for the Titans. Uh, we stood up great there. Um pff, Geno Stone. <laughs> I mean Bullhawk. Yeah, <laughs> NFL interception leader, like we all thought. Um, man, in limited time too. Uh, a little banged up coming out of this game. That that's that's a concern. I'm not sure if there are updates on that. Um, but Marcus Williams came out. Uh, the
0: one arm man. He's he's truly is the one arm man. Shout out to yeah. Him. That
1: was an interesting play there where he came across and made that tip. And you know <laughs> you're curious if he has both of his arms. What what the result of that play is.
0: I'm just thinking. The curb episode where they're t- the f- like they're referencing the fusion and he's like the one arm man was playing Scrabble with your dad like I just couldn't stop <laughs> <laughs> the one arm. It was Martin really, Williams.
1: it was really interesting to see the way he he pursued um, Derek Henry on that plate, too because he yeah. clearly didn't want to stretch out with both arms and wrap him. He just kind of threw his body at him. He went. He took on a a little bit of a different angle so that he could go about that. Which tells you that he was not he still is not hundred percent whatsoever with that yeah.
0: one arm. Henry had the touchdown run too, and somebody was like, oh, he's making the a business decision here. It's like, well, he's the one arm man. so that's you're just that's what you get right now. Hopefully, you know, sure. get well, from Marcus, but
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, other than that, I feel like it was a less than noteworthy football game. We, I mean, which is you good. Kick six, right. You kick six field goals. You're putting yourself in position six times. One of them was was off a muff, but um, off a of what? Off a off a muff. Oh, okay. Yeah, sometimes that happens. Yeah. Um, sometimes said, yeah. there's a muff, and you just score real easy. Wow. Um, Wow. Yeah, that was so that was another key decision making point there for for hardball and one that I actually was pretty content with because situationally what were they up 15 to three at the Titans 46 or 47 or so with 12 seconds left and he chooses to punt there. And I think given the way that we have played defensively and the fact that really the Titans three points were fraudulent to that point, you kind of just punt there and you say, hey, I dare you to try to score that 12 points to make that up in the second half. Same, really
0: same scenario as the Steelers. You had a, a, another muff in that game. And then that's where you get the back mm-hmm. shoulder interception of Joey Porter jr. So.
1: Yeah. It's a, been a mixed muff situation.
0: A lot of mixed muff going on for sure. You're, you're absolutely <laughs> right about that. Anything more on the muff that you want to talk about?
1: Uh, I mean, that was, that was a Ravens week five type of botch job.
0: Yeah. Oh, desire. yeah.
1: So that's it's just that, guy, if you want if you want a more muff analysis, then that's what I got on that. That's it's just, just it's a just, really awful decision.
0: It's just guys talking muff. I think the b man is is pretty <laughs> uh, pretty fired up about it too back there. But <laughs> he
1: is fired up. That's thoughts on
0: passed. thoughts on Bill v- Vinovich? I feel like you've probably got some thoughts on him.
1: Man, consistently bad. It's just <laughs> I don't, one of those guys where you go into a game and you're you might get off to a nice start and you're driving down the field and then just some in, innocuous false start penalty comes up and then you see who's who's kind of getting on the PA and you gets on camera and you're like oh shit we're dealing with Bill Venevich today man um i like i i DeAndre Hopkins for one, is so disinterested in the football so, on so many of these admittedly bad throws. By, ten- are you done back here, bud? My goodness, um, you a little
0: Canadian twang to you there. You done back there, bud?
1: Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, he, um, this just is that the first worst interference. Yeah, this is, this is such this a ragtag operation right oh, now. Dude. This is this is like an old school one. Oh, yeah, you done. Come say hi. Me like I, he's looking at me like I'm stupid.
0: Come see Uncle Jakey. Come. Come
1: on. He's coming. All right. Let's go. Come on. This is good radio. Yeah. Um, just the the pass interference kick off the game is like what? What are we even talking about, here? dude?
0: He was he was crying on literally every like DeAndre Hopkins. You can like, uh, yeah, I'm not gonna say what I was thinking there, but like you know this guy like you signed with the Titans. What do you expect, man? Like it's that, also. You know,
1: like come on you're 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 a veteran you've been around the game long enough it's you're better than this is kind of my thought on that it's like i never had a negative connotation with him really at all for his yeah, one, not at all. 10 not 12 at all. years so far in his career that i i left this game with a real hatred for deandre hopkins just for being a baby that's that, oh. that's the extent of it yeah
0: yeah, no, it's tough. I, I am 100% with you. I had nothing against the guy, but, uh, you know, and it's still, I, I really don't. But, like, that's just, uh, that's tough, man. You're looking for a flag on every single one. And thankfully, like, Bill eventually realized that he doesn't have to throw the flag every single time that he calls for one. So we got to that point, which is good. But, yeah, no, he was very involved, Bill. I think he uh, he likes to get his airtime. Uh, I think he was the ref at the Mile High Miracle. So I always, like, remember him for that for some reason. But, yeah, I don't know. Bill Vinovich loves the camera. He's kind of like the new. Uh, I wouldn't say the new Boger because I think Boger is still in circulation, but they kind of remind me of yeah. one another a little bit.
1: I think he. Um, he also. Oh wow! Look at look at this! Uh-oh.
0: look who has graced us with his presence! Oh, oh now it's a it's now it's a brick, a brick wall. wall. Yeah. Um... All in all, you're just uh, another brick in the
1: wall. Nice. Um. There was the – it got so bad to the point where – you remember the goal line situation for the Titans late in the game? Um, they're, they're close to punching one in, and they throw that flag for the block in the back, which was a blatant one and a right call. But they throw it, and you're like, Jesus fucking Christ, like what now? Like what could you possibly be throwing a flag on us for? It, when you start having those reactions every time you see a hanky on the field I think it says a lot about the, uh, the performance to point. So, I,
0: I think speaking um, of that, too, we got to get into this, like thoughts on our, our guy, the Irish Catholic, Kyle Hamilton.
1: Yeah, I, I know that Spencer has some some spicy takes on this one and I do as well. Um, the three of us are on the same page, I feel.
0: It's too bad we couldn't get Taylor in because I know Taylor, was, Taylor Taylor had a
1: differing opinion
0: respect for the game. I mean, Taylor was just like taken up for the, 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 zebras and the Titans. I mean, he yeah. was just like, yeah, he's what, just a, what a, performance he's a corporate pawn. pawn. We all know he, it. Yeah, we, we know he's a show
1: for sure. He's a show. Um, it's, it's, it's a flag. It's targeting. It's whatever you want to call it to call that ejection worthy is just insane for what we see on a weekly basis in the NFL, rarely are there ejections. And I feel like many people came at me on Twitter with responses that watch far too much college football relative to NFL football and their brains aren't able to differentiate and flip the switch as to how the rule is different and how it's reviewed is different. And, um, the, the ejections are really, really rare on that particular rule and the conversation as to whether or not it should be an ejection is probably one for another day. Uh, but as far as how it's called typically in the NFL, it's just insane to, to make an injection there. We had the Logan Thomas play like three weeks ago. Remember that in the end zone? I mean, that's, that's like a suspension worthy hit. And ejection, obviously.
0: Who, like, who, who put the helmet to helmet to Lamar, too? I mean, like there was literally one that was arguably just as bad later in the game, not even a yeah,
1: that Yeah, no. but then that gets into the whole conversation of, like, okay, Lamar kind of let his head there, and that's a different situation with the receiver. But at the same time, so clearly this linebacker or, or defensive back was so clearly just lowering, like, almost the back end of his head, like the very top of his head, into Lamar. Um as somebody that, who that has that contained a,
0: a, an injury to the head, like up here, you, you're qualified to speak on this too. So. Yes,
1: um, correct. So, him leading his head in that way is such a, an example of poor form, um, and intent. Like, I'm using my head to try to do this, whereas, you see Kyle Hamilton come in with his arms and also the head because. What's the next thing for him to make contact with? Is just I'm trying to make contact with this person and be physical in a manner that will cause the ball to be dislodged, as opposed to I'm going to use my head and just ram it into this guy recklessly. Yeah, it's and for and for me
0: personally, for me personally, like, I, I just hate the term defenseless. Like it's football, dog. Like we're on a football. Yeah. Field. Like nobody's yeah. defenseless. Like let's let's get that language out of here for one thing, and like that's just sort of you know, enables them to call it more. And then obviously at least the the ejection today, which was very college football-esque, you know, I'm just not into it. Obviously a penalty, tough, you know, tough look, bad form by Kyle. But I don't think it it was dirty, but I don't think it was intentional. And that's a really bad, uh, really bad uh, ejection there. What is going on with Spencer?
1: I don't know. Did he just eject himself from the room? He ejected
0: himself. He's still in the green room. So he
1: just went to backstage. I didn't even think you could do that as a participant.
0: He's all over it. He knows. I'm bringing him up. I don't care. Well, there he is. The wonton spin. You are muted. He's got
1: no mic. We can't hear him. <laughs> Hot star. Kenny
0: has no mic. This is amazing radio. And now and now he's backstage again. But, yeah, no, it was – I don't know. It was just – that was brutal. And, like, we – obviously, we had the Smythe man, you know, caping for the, the shield and everything. And I saw a couple other people, like, uh, you know, yeah, I, I I don't know. That just uh, that that rubs me the wrong way. Like, let's get behind our guy here. You know, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, it's not even about that. It's about common sense. How's a guy gonna stop himself? And also, here's another thing. Shout out to if Thomas If he was Payne. truly being reckless and trying to torpedo himself into the receiver, he wouldn't have landed on his feet. It's just it's a lean over, and like I'm up here, the ball's up here. This guy. His arms are up here. I am going to lean the next thing other than my arms into him to try to create contact to dislodge the ball. It's football. That's I mean, that I, is like as yeah. football as it gets to instinctually do that. And he kept his I, eyes mostly up. This is where eyes were up. Yeah. Eyes with a microphone because I eyes, would, I would
0: his, hope that he's got eyes open. Bad. With eyes wide open. It's a traumatic song for us right now. But yeah, no, it's not good.
2: I shouldn't have done that. Gentle spin. In no sense. Exactly the point. The teaching point is that when you drop your eyes and put your head not to the side, that is what a visual cue is for a referee. It made absolutely zero sense. Not even, I mean, sure. And and hey, I like the Baltimore Ravens. I prefer for them to win. So if if you want to say, hey, that's a penalty still because there's helmet-to-helmet contact, I'm fine with that. Ultimately, I'm fine. That's that's okay. The helmet's touched, but the visual cue for a referee is if your eyes stay up, you're in luck. That is a phrase that they put on pamphlets and packets and things of that nature. It was incidental contact? Again, CTE, concussions, brain damage, all those things. Absolutely fine, but well, they're not fine. Uh, all of those ideally ideally we don't want them as to why you will throw the flag but it was not intentional Kyle Hamilton did not try to hurt someone he I mean who knows better than Kyle Hamilton probably who's a blue chip five-star pedigree Notre Dame boy safety who consistently strikes for him to be that upset of course there's personal bias all those things but it's the intent at the end of the day, and targeting is different. Like, Brian, you just said a minute ago, targeting is different. There's an entirely different operative behind that, and there has to be in the National Football League the intent that I want to disrupt using my head, and I will lead with my head. For So for his eyes to be up, I thought it was ridiculous. I thought it was a. Re- sure throw the flag I thought it was a preposterous ejection I don't understand it all he's gonna get fined too clearly because of that I mean TJ Watt got fined last week for punching at Zay Flowers like he's gonna get fined. I just thought it was the most egregious ejection that I can really recall in Baltimore Ravens history and I'm, I'm failing to even really remember one and Ravens are, are hitters. Like the last one I can remember is James Trapp and Plaxico Burris getting like dual tossed out of a game. Not
0: necessarily apropos of like a hit itself, but T Sizzle against the Lions when he like threw the flag in <laughs> the stands like that. Or was that Bart Scott? Who was it? Um yeah, it was, I feel up.
2: like it was definitely Suggs.
0: Yeah, it was it was I think it was both those guys who were kind of in rare form in two thousand seven against the Lions. I think that was one of the one of the most horrific say, games yeah, I've ever Derek seen. Derek
1: Mason might have gotten thrown out of that game too.
0: Yeah, that was one of the more awful (laughs) games of all time.
1: Yeah, no, that 2007 season is a house of horrors. Listen, 2007, 2015, like, if we want to, like, really try to walk back last week in disaster and watch some truly bad losses, different kind of bad loss, but... It's against
0: expectations, really. Like, with 07, it's like, okay, it's like, you know... Steve's gone Steve's you know hurt it's a bowler and then 15 you know you get a couple weeks in and it's like this is not good like you know so expectations wise they like they should have beaten that Steelers team that was one of the one of the worst losses of all time against expectations and against skill you know and against roster and against coaching it was just everything. it was was a debacle listen it was a full-scale debacle what else can you say she was an amazing woman who lived an amazing life but you know
1: Spending. It's we got
0: we got to get you involved here. This is what's, yeah. let's,
1: let's get your, we're take absolutely,
0: on... we're absolutely just mucking this.
1: Let's get your take. I had no idea. When
2: I when I came in here, I had no idea you guys were live, to be honest, to pull back the curtain. I thought you guys were just bantering back and forth. I was like, I'm going to yeah. turn my we've laptop going, on. You guys, for you guys almost, have been going or, for like, yeah.
0: no, it's the, so the bad. The link has
1: been going for like 14 minutes or something. I, I don't know. what I don't know what the hell was going we're, on. We're, um we're backtracking to the first 15 minutes or so here, but what's your take on the, uh kicking off fourth and one on the opening drive and taking just a very overall conservative approach. Why don't
2: you talk, talk to us about your thoughts on the game. What What are your thoughts? Talk to us about them. <laughs> Conservatively. I mean, we loved it, right? That's what Jake and I, that that's what we talked about. I, yeah. Well, episode. we, we loved it. I think our, our guy here maybe didn't love it as much. So I think I need you to talk him off a leg. I loved it because of exactly what happened last week. I thought, It was the same game. It was the same game he played against the Colts. It's the same game he played against the Titans before. And it was the comments of Mike Tomlin and needing to change something. Something had to give. And to me, it was kicking field goals, punting the football at this juncture of the season. I don't love it as a process but I don't like what the results have been. And at the end of the day, if the process has continuously led to a negative result so many times so quickly in two years, I like changing the process because of that. And I was happy to see John Harbaugh put the onus on his defense a little bit. That clearly was a better unit. Do they end up you know, having a Michael Pierce roughing the passer that was questionable? Mm-hmm. 37 DPI holding illegal contacts could have gone either way on probably three of them. Sure. Does Tajay Spears rumble down at the end of this game and make it look closer than it was? Sure. But you're the better team in terms of talent. I think you're the more well-prepared team to start the game. And yeah, they kick field goals. They, I mean, they, they, they do go for it. What did they do? They run Mark Andrews up under center. That, that was a going for it thing. That was a short yardage, we're going to go for it situation, and they didn't get it. So was that a fourth down? No, but it was indicative of let's not do the definition of insanity Albert Einstein thing to me, and I think that when you have Lamar Jackson against someone that's not Josh Allen, someone that's not Patrick Mahomes, someone that's not I'll throw Tua Tugvoilo in there right now, you don't have to beat them. Like you, you don't have to go aggro to beat them when you have Lamar Jackson. So I liked all of those things. And I think that's a reason why they won. They go one for six in the red zone, which was insane, terrible, bad. It was, it was as bad as you can get basically. And still end up walking out of there with a kind of comfortable win. Like kind of a little. It was pretty, it so was pretty I, I didn't hate it at all.
0: Yeah. Pretty comfortable. Yeah, I mean, those are kind of all the points I made, Brian. I don't know if you want to rebut him too,
1: but no, I mean, I would just be regurgitating myself. I, I just, so it's just a difference in philosophy, I think, between you two and myself. Is yeah, no, you're the uh, swashbuckling kind of river riverboat. I'm Brian, a blind you know? process guy. If it's if it's the right decision once, it's the right decision all the time, and you live and die by that is kind of where I'm at.
2: It's the code. It's it's the Hammurabi code, and I agree with that. But I just don't think they've been in a place of consistent health and uh, confidence in games to do cute. it today. <laughs> they gotta rebuild. Like I think cycle. they need you to get to back to that. I think cycle. it is the yeah. best process and will yield yeah. the best results later this season. But today and last week and times in this state of flux they've been in, they could slow things down. And get out of games. Probably they could probably have won another two games if they did what they did today over the last 10 or so, I think. But I want to get, I want to see them get back to going for it in those situations, being the analytical, confident prowess that wins games. But it was just, they've been but shooting themselves in the foot so much. But so you this have to walk before you run,
1: you know? Okay. That's, that's kind of where my where I have some give on this is that in order to have the confidence and the ability to go out and execute in those positions, when you do want to go for it, you have to write some wrongs and just kind of take your medicine and then we'll get back on the road. And then we're going to be right back to, let's go for it. Sure. And part of that, that I think that I, that people say a lot
2: that I honestly kind of like puked at a lot was always Tucker. And, you know, he ends up having, you know, a couple of hijinks today or whatever. But it's like, I I think that's true. I think that's something that I shouldn't have scoffed at is that you do have a superior kicker. He is above expected, above average. will get you points, too. So this defense, I mean, aside from two plays, and of course you can always say, you know, if they only didn't let up the four 50-yard touchdowns or whatever, but they are – winning they're playing winning football and you don't you can put that's why Marcus Peters got in a fight with our ball on the sideline last year like let them be the one that carries this team a little bit as their offense tries to figure things out I don't know I, I it's it's tough it, it goes against their nature it goes against your boy Stern but I just think they're not in the spot to confidently be consistently pushing for the win probability analytical decision if they're not going to execute, like it's gotten to the point where they are dragging their own butts in those situations. And what is, again, I'll keep going back to Mike Tomlin. What does he He said last year, part of the reason why going forward on fourth down and all of those things, those aggressive decisions are so successful is because sometimes they're a little more unexpected. And with the Ravens, they're expected, yeah, you know. know, when you're doing your weekly preparation, What are they like on fourth down? What are they like in their two point conversions? If you don't prepare for that, you're not a professional football coach, in my opinion. So, um, all the things I think Mike Tomlin really, in the end, has done the Ravens a service by whooping their asses in those moments and, and showing John Harbaugh to a fault. You're not that guy, pal. Like, you're not him right now. You have to dial it back and be a little bit more towards the norm
0: build your own house you know chop wood carry water just do the simple things and they, they they've got to get back to the basics and i'm glad they did today
2: they did and they, they end up going i believe on on third down they were around 50 percent. i have it right in front of me somewhere they were eight of 16 on third down they hold the titans to one of nine like that matters a lot as well yeah a lot and that's
0: time. what I that's what I said to Brian. It's like when you're clearly like clearly the better team on paper and they are and they were against the Steelers. It's okay to just take the point sometimes. It's okay to just like, you know, not overcomplicate it. Just like you and I talked about in the preview. And that's what they did today and you know, they get out of there with a the win. So not to belabor it, but yeah, I mean, just getting back I think that's what the
2: comments. I think that's what we've seen the Chiefs do a lot over the last year and a half. Sure. Like they're fine to win a game 20 to 12. Or a not. A lot of those games end up that way. Yeah, they're completely calm in those situations, and that's what ends up winning. Again, I think that's what ends up winning playoff football games too. Yeah. When shit hits that's, the fan. That's probably,
0: honestly, I think that's why Joe Flacco was a good playoff quarterback because he was just such a flat line. Everyone else was losing their shit around him, and he was just like, "Yeah, whatever. It's just another game."
2: Like hundred a hundred percent, a hundred percent. It was new. It was the what we've talked about before on here. The neutral mindset no koto yes exactly the neutral base thinking the nestle hot cocoa based thinking of it's okay if it goes good it's okay if it goes bad and i think again we saw it and i don't care what anybody says i love that lamar jackson's passionate he threw his helmet on the sideline too john harbaugh was doing the thing that we've talked about the it, early when uh it was yes he was doing the macaulay culkin <laughs> meme reaction and it was like brother just chill can out you not can you just exude and all of this is like super super subjective it's hard to quantify or dig analytical value out of it so sure you can argue me until you're blue in the face but can't you just like clap your hands a couple times smile and shake it off like taylor's that taylor swift is the the nfl spirit animal is here shake it off man he did today and uh one one michael luke might have thrown out the the term clapper
0: which i don't know if we need to associate that with john harbaugh Shout out to Sunday Night Football kicking off. He's
2: right acting now. like a real gaffer. He's acting like a real bloke gaffer. He is
0: a bloke, times. isn't he? he? He is a little bit of a bloke. What's going on over there, Banks? What, what do you um,
1: I'm trying to find a spread on next week. I'm very curious about it. What do you think it is? Because I haven't found it yet.
0: Who's the? It's the Lions, right? The opponent? Correct. At home. Ravens by minus.
1: Two?
2: I think the Ravens will be favorites because they're at home. I think it would be a maybe a dead even neutral site. I think it's like Ravens minus one or two and a half.
0: One and a half, one and a half or two is my guess.
1: I had it as two in my head, so we're in lockstep there.
0: I think we should do a podcast where we guess the lines of every single game, and then like you know, next week. I
1: mean, we could rock it right now for next week.
0: Yeah, we should guess the lines.
1: I had one of the worst gambling
0: days I've
2: ever. I've I've been ice cold for about two weeks. I had a a, college football been fine today. I you said that, and then you you win like twenty five thousand dollars on like one bet. So like,
0: I think you'll be okay. I do play lottery tickets for sure a
2: lot, but the 49ers and the Eagles absolutely crippled me and a couple friends today. I I fell asleep. I took a little nap. That's why I was late. I nodded off on the couch. I don't know what happened with Zach Wilson beating the Eagles. That was the last thing I saw coming.
1: Jalen Hurts
2: and Brock Purdy both turned into pumpkins is what happened. Brock Purdy was, (laughs) what, 11 of 25 with 125 yards and a pick? God, Christian McCaffrey looked good in that game too. That was a
0: brutal loss by the 49ers. And yeah, now we got to worry about the Browns and we got to worry about the Bengals again and the Steelers, they're going to hang around this division, you know. Somehow they it. picked up a game and we won today. It felt like. Yeah. Yep. Yep. It's cuz they played too early. The Ravens played way too
2: early. You got to like, you know. I I loved the fact that they played at 9:30 a.m. today. In my yeah, current... I did too. I thought about playing golf,
0: but I was, yeah. My, my, shout out to my current state.
2: It was, uh, it was not
0: going to be conducive, but yeah. Good overall day.
2: I think that, uh, and again, you guys have been going for a bit, but I'll, to to squeeze a take in, like, I think Justin Matabike had a $15 million day today.
0: It's your guy, Aaron Donald. I think,
2: I think, I think he had a $15 million day. I think that if the Ravens had offered him on Friday, like a, a three or four year, like $40 million contract, something like 40, 35 45 million he's like oh hell yeah
1: now it's like year?
2: yes this is yeah, fun yeah. he's a free agent now he's it's gone. like he's gone he's gone he, he 60 million dollar guy is he a he 65 gone. million dollar guy he gone. it was a, a massive day for them Clowney comes through man it was it was fun the ravens are probably leading the nfl in sacks they were i think third I think coming think in today and six i
0: think jadavion Clowney is leading league in revenge games too mm. texans browns titans He's Harbaugh quote me. after
2: the game involved uh, him mentioning Jadevian Clowney as a it was something about like you see flying dreads, I think was the exact words. You just see flying hair. And I like that a lot.
1: Fair how enough. about how about Lamar co- or not Lamar Harbaugh calling this one of Lamar's most courageous games of his career? It was very. Courageous. I agree with that. I yeah, agree with I that. totally agree with that. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> yeah. Wait, what, what do you got something to say about that? <laughs> it was just – I mean, he played a good game. I, I don't know if there's there's any moments in there that I would say well, – I mean, was the good, first was, down that he converted was tremendous play and it took some guts on a third down, but most courageous. courageous game.
0: Yeah, man, he's overseas. He's in an, uh, an unfamiliar environment. He's got people approaching him on the street with strange accents. You know, this is – it's very courageous. Kidding me?
2: I think he also tucked the ball – I think he managed the pocket – from what I saw in the broadcast, Mm -hmm. we'll go back, but I think he managed the pocket really well. I think he ran the ball hard. Like, I think that physically in terms of what he was doing, running and managing the pocket and hanging in there and being tough on third down, extending plays. I think that being courageous also can be throwing the football away. I think that can be a courageous thing to do. It can be to swallow your pride, can be courageous, to live, to die. And I think he did that a couple of times. So I I, I kind of like that. I kind
1: of like yeah, I, I'm just curious to see like if if I were to get in front of John Harbaugh have him really dissect <sighs> what made it that much more courageous versus maybe some other games. He played a great game, he did. He had, I've talked about it. this
0: with uh I've talked about uh this with Pete Gilbert a little bit like what would it be like to have John Harbaugh like on truth serum? like it's just like it's not that he like lies but like there's just so many platitudes It just like i crazy think he, he anything, truly like.
1: believes everything he says though that's the yeah, thing no, it's not I a agree. lie if you believe it
0: yeah <laughs> he's he's <laughs> one of the most courageous games of all time and it's just he's re- hard, he's he's black.
1: always
2: got a little he, i feel like he has a silver tongue and a lot of the things he might believe but he just really phrases it in a Obscure I way. Don't, Plus, there was the there was the comment about whatever free agent tight end, undrafted free agent tight end that was on a podcast this offseason. I can't recall. Dan, it was Daniel, Dan Dan Brown,
0: Angels Dan D- Brown, Brown, yeah, Daniel basically Brown. Yeah. showing there the scorn of
2: Harbaugh. I think that's a good example of how intense he is versus what he looks like today in press conferences. He used to be a freaking
1: fiery a Irishman
2: Irish. yeah. in press conferences ten years ago. I think that's yeah. one of the things that like gets forgotten as he turns into sweet older john like grandpa john now hair's a little gray he used to be a hard ass in the media room oh yeah
1: he uh, i he, think he he, he might have seen how it gone it went sideways for jim and kind of straightened up his act because he was i would have gotten like high blood pressure
0: I think he's like, I think Jim is like a full psychopath. I think John is like, has that in him, but he's not like all the way there. And then also like, he's friends with Billick. I'm sure he's talked to Billick about all this shit. Like it's, you know, it can go South for you if you treat the media a certain way. So.
2: Especially in a, people get mad when you say small market, but in a medium market. Mid market. Yeah. There's only so many, so many guys that you can scorn in the media before they just continuously tear you down. So you do have to manage that kind of stuff. or Well, the Ravens don't,
0: don't, they they don't really like have any kind of haters in the local media though. So they don't have anyone on like a certain time slot or anything that might be pretty prevalent who just like relentlessly shits on them for no fucking reason. But you know,
2: no, that actually doesn't even ever happen. I don't even, it's crazy that you even kind of say that, like it just goes without saying that that doesn't. Right. Yeah, of course. So, but what else else do you got on this? Open the notebook for us. I I know you got some stuff. I thought that, I thought it was a – John Simpson, I'll say it, and you know that I take I, – i really, it takes me a lot to say hateful stuff, like bad stuff about a player. Not hateful is not the right word, but – Crit- Yeah, like player. really critical, yeah. To be hypercritical. John Simpson, I said to my friends at one point I was watching with, that it was a heavy trash cone was playing left guard. That's why I think, too, there was a lot of pressure – and he, Lamar Jackson was bailing, but I give him good reason. He kept rolling right in the second half. It felt like all oh, second half was rolling right, rolling right, rolling right. John Simpson was getting whipped, whipped. It felt it like it over and over and over again.
0: Yeah, like that.
2: So I thought, I think we saw Lamar move a lot, extend plays. Like the Zayfars touchdown was uncomfortable. That was an uncomfortable touchdown that he smoothed out a little bit. So I like that. And then it's just the spine of this Ravens defense. The the Michael Pierce roughing the passer. Bullshit. That was a fucking bullshit, horrible call. It's because Michael Pierce weighs as much as he does. He textbook rolled. He did a safe ball on the quarterback. And gets penalized for it. You can't do what he did better. Really? He f- fire escaped stopped, dropped, and rolled off of it before the contact was pushed through. So that ends up turning into the Derrick Henry long run. Um, those things. But I thought that Roquan Smith, Patrick Queen, Justin Matabike, Michael Pierce, Travis Jones, Kyle Hamilton. I thought was playing ball in this one. And I was I, Marcus Williams ends up missing it. T- Marcus Williams is playing with one arm, ends up going out of this one, but the what's one, <laughs> another circle factor. <laughs> he, he was man. playing his little heart out. <laughs> it was you know know almost sad? Was... sad to watch. Like
0: he's the one arm from uh, from the fugitive.
2: And then Kirby. he, yeah, he's oh there. my god. You just watch Twi- Fugitive on Netflix right now, too. So
0: fucking good. It's so good. Tommy Lee Jones, every outhouse, doghouse. You know, it's fucking amazing. What a movie.
2: It the is and, and yeah. Marcus yeah. Williams That's in this one. I mean, gets a called for a DPI early. I think that was maybe first second. I think it was first quarter. Mm-hmm. If I'm not mistaken on Deandre Hopkins beats Deandre Hopkins, to the spot with one arm, Deandre Hopkins disrupts him and that gets called. He has another one. I think Morris Williams has a pick today. If he has two arms and was making tackles, making plays, Derrick Henry gets him in the open field after the Kyle Hamilton pick, which sucked that Hamilton goes out because I've, I, I think you get exposed despite Roquan Smith, despite Patrick Queen, despite your defensive line. What Hamilton can do in terms of versatility, fitting from the roof and being able to go back weak side and crash and do something. He's an alien. Like, he is an alien. He is a freak. Like, a freaky, 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 freaky freak in terms of what he can do in the run. And immediately, you see Henry, we talked about in the preview. I'm going to run the ball at Marcus Williams, and then that makes the Ravens have to – Put Marcus Williams on the roof, run a little bit more, uh, especially on neutral down, middle of the field, close stuff that Williams isn't going to be fitting because he got, I mean, he, he's not, he can't tackle Derrick Henry with a head of steam with one arm. I mean, that's just how, how many can, you know? You, you kind of have to spear him in the ankles to do that. So Deshaun you know, I thought Elliott. It was a valiant effort from him. I made it very
1: but- – I made a point about the way that Williams even chased down Henry on the big run. He yeah, obviously yeah. took a different angle just so he could cut him out up from underneath. Playing cerebral football to be able to do that. Like, how can I get there to use one arm? You know what I thought was cool um, on the spears, the big play was Roquan got absolutely dummied on that play, but he also got up and made the half tackle on the back end of the play. He got ran
2: over by maybe a tight end, maybe a receiver. He was kind of backpedaling and just got Mm -hmm. shoved down. And, yeah, you're absolutely right. Uh, Patrick Queen also, I I thought, played crazy. Both of them played crazy good from what I saw. The Titans, in their first goal-to-go series, ran. I believe they had Tajay Spears go in motion on a swing motion and then threw a screen the other way. Patrick Queen went in motion, passed it off to Roquan Smith. Roquan Smith and Queen talked, and Smith went with. It was a double screen where Tannehill looked towards where Smith went and then threw it back to a receiver on a tunnel screen, and Queen hauled his ass to get back and made a tackle there. He also, similar to Smith, to your point, Brian, uh made a tackle on Malik Willis late in the game. Penalties are going on back and forth. Malik Willis shook him, Queen, and then he got right back up and tackled him again, got him down at like the one. I think there might have been a penalty on that play, but it was just maximum effort uh, from those guys. And probably really the deciding factor several times was linebackers and some of those DBs making plays. Geno Stone at this point has to be, I mean – one of the best safeties in the NFL making plays on the football right now. Like he has three picks. He makes plays on the ball. He's talking shit. He's fitting the run. I don't think he, regardless of what happens with anyone can come off. Like it's cliche to say, and everybody says, but it's really gotten to a point where you can't take him off the field because he's that good in this defense right now and maximizes his. It's mean to say, but like average, speed athleticism some of those things with high level processing he is getting everything out of himself that he can so it's tough we saw the it was the the ravens free agent day like it was a costly day to the ravens and it was a payday for manabike for stone for queen for a lot of guys in that defense should Clowney, clowny even i mean is a free agent technically van noy is a free agent technically both of those guys super disruptive so uh those guys are. It was payday. Like the price goes up on all those guys today. If if the season ended today, and that was the last note that they left, they would be trending up right now. They would what, be getting that what, boost.
0: What you're saying is the price of the brick
2: going up. Price of the brick going way up. And I man, want. Uh, I want Justin Matt BK. I'm, I'm 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 obsessed with Justin Matt BK. You are. He's he's the
0: Aaron Donald clone. I want Zay Flowers to have the effect on Rashad Bateman. Zay Flowers, who is a jock. Right, and a dog. I want Zay Flowers to have that effect on Rashad Bateman that Roquan Smith had on Patrick Queen. I feel like that that's like a, a symbiosis that we could we we gotta get behind because I feel like Queen and Bateman are kind of one to one. Flowers and Roquan are like one to one to me. They're just two dogs, you know, two animals. Dog, um, the,
2: dog adjacent, maybe. I think Queen dude. is a dog. I think Queen is a dog though. I think he and is Bateman. now. He had to
0: be brought out of his shell though, and I think Rashad is too, but he just needs to be brought out of his shell,
2: like Bateman. The thing I'll say on Bateman and where I've probably missed on him is that he is physically not strong enough to play the way that he wants to. He gets dragged down too easily. It feels like he can't shield guys as strongly as he might like to. It feels like he's very overall very thin. So um, that, that everybody's going crazy about him not jumping. I think that ball goes if, – if the DB doesn't I'll touch that, he's it two yards out of bounds and he was – four yards inbounds, yeah, but it was mystery. the wrong route. It happened. It was yeah. the wrong route. He, he, I feel like he definitely ran the wrong route. It was supposed DB, to be a back shorter fade. He runs a little sit down. The DB made a good play on it. And I, I, I think that was definitely Bateman not doing what he was supposed to do, but it just feels weak. And um we'll get into mega culpa, but Odell after the catch, I was like, thank God we saw some explosiveness after yeah, the catch. Yeah. I was like, Thank God he looked like he was fast and quick and, and confident. Nelson, I mean, the Titans made so many shoestring tackles. Nelson mm. Ackley, the first drive of the yeah. game, charging forward, one. had so much explosiveness. It looked so good. Shoestring tackle. Lamar Jackson broke contain. Uh, I think it was 95 on the Titans. I'll go back and check. Maybe 93. Oh, hundred yeah. pound Free tech clips his foot just enough when he easily would have scored. So the Titans – I mean, shocker! Mike Vrabel's team tackles well and can make those plays, but Mike Vrabel's team tackled well and made those plays. So, um, what a what a
0: what a masterclass by Vrabel as far as reaction shots
2: today, too. I mean, he uh-huh. was that
0: was a hardball esque performance
2: by him. He's got the yeah. one eye that's bigger than the other eye too, like we all do, but his is like a little more sizable and easy to see. He's and a linebacker. He's
1: twitchy. Yeah, that's it, yeah for sure. I said it in the group chat really- that that he he's got a phenomenal eye. Uh, I have nothing but chicken shit to work with here, and I can't. I simply can't make salad with this. Yeah, kind of. It was, it was.
0: It was like Brandon Hyde, circa like
2: twenty twenty. Like it, you just you knew exactly <laughs> like what was going on there. It turned into such a ref show too that it just got out of hand. And that, so that's on like Bill
0: Vinovich. Like, Are you a Bill Vinovich guy
2: or no? Because we're not. Um, I will say that I liked the look on his face when Jeffrey Simmons did what he did, and then got penalized early. Mm-hmm. He had like a disgust on his face, and I was like, I like that. Thank you. That was messed <laughs> up, and that was his fault. Odell with... I mean, Jeffrey Simmons a strong guy, but maybe an all-time flop, too. That was... He, he flung himself, I think. It looked like he exploded into that flop a little bit.
1: He, he anticipated that well, it seemed.
2: Other sneaky highlight of this game, too. Isaiah likely on the onside kick. He... That was a beautiful attack of the football to go get the onside. I, I changed
1: clean. my mind on that. Remember, I, I did text in the group, like, I don't know if I like him going into a sea of blue there, seven yards away from the kick. But then I, I look at it again, and I see the angle, and I'm like, there's any chance of that ball getting to that 10-yard mark, the Titans are right there for it. and I think it's Bateman that's behind him, That's or maybe it was Flowers that was kind of positioned. And that's equally as bad of a situation. So he just saw a good hop and he took advantage in ball game. And then he he was what was he doing the bye bye to everybody? In the, to yes, yes. Right I, I want to go perfect. back and
2: see how he blocked in this one. i um, I think he's been one of the more disappointing second, third year guys. Him, Lele, a couple guys that I would like to see take a next step. And I think that I would say like I don't know. This is maybe gross hyperbole, but. For the Ravens to be really good and go far, Isaiah Likely being a a weapon, I think, is critical. I think being able to stretch the field, and we saw Lamar boot out, and like maybe last year I think would have thrown him a 50-50 ball in the back of the end zone. I think he flipped it to Pat Ricard underneath for about a three-yard gain on Mm -hmm. first down, and Likely had like an angle to the back pylon, and I swear I think last year Lamar would have made the throw to Likely. And I want to see him – Get back into his confidence, step back up, and and if he can get going, being like a four catch guy, twenty eight yard guy, touchdown here and there, guy, I swear it'll it'll open things up over the middle. My of the brother,
0: field. my brother's reaction when they threw to Ricard was like like in that situation was the funniest thing I've ever seen. Like he's getting a lot of run on tonight's show, which he should be thankful for. But that was he was <laughs> uh, he was not happy about that. Let's just say that little throwback to the Roman days a little bit.
2: Shut up, Mike. Don't hate on me. Don't <laughs> hate on Pat Ricard, Mike. That's, that's he, knows, that's
0: and he knows we have a relationship with him, too. I was like, you, you gotta, you know, you gotta holster those takes because, you know, I'm not
2: right. having it. I don't even care about that. Or we obviously don't even know. We, we had him on once, but we had him on once, but he loved us. He pirouetted and made a catch. Like, come on, give me, give me a little something, something. Give me a little, we, Mike, give me a little Ricard love. We got to get him back on. He would come He's on. He's the best. He was super, he's, he's super into gaming and streaming and all that stuff. He's, he's, yeah, he's sponsored he, by rain. He's good for, he's good for content and,
0: and pizza bullies. He's the Chad, Pat Ricard.
2: <laughs> he is a Chad. He's such a Chad. He's like a, he's like a low key nerd. Like maybe high key nerd. Yeah. So, but he's open about it. it. That's
0: what makes him a chat. He's a sigma male. He's open about the fact that he's got Doritos like crust on his hands and all that stuff. He's, you know, yeah, he had like and...
2: the little mohawk, got the little curly mohawk going at one point and stuff. Now he's about to be a father, if I'm not mistaken. So he's about to I be, think a, you're right. Yeah. A real, uh, a real big body daddy nerd. Oh, yeah. So we like that. But okay. yeah, I mean, those guys. I think Patrick Queen, Roquan Smith, Justin BK, Michael Pierce, I'll, I'll say Kyle Hamilton still, and Geno Stone up the spine. Like That's how the Ravens have allocated their assets, up the middle, and I think that's why they won this game. The Ravens built themselves in response to the Titans. Like They got embarrassed in 2019 and then again in 2020 in the regular season so badly that they said, we can't keep letting teams beat us with zone concepts and bootlegs and Punching us in the throat up the middle of our offensive line. And I think Munkin was the final piece of this team can't hurt me that way anymore to be able to spread it out a little more confidently, fling the ball into the perimeter. So I thought that was good to see. And I, I like, I, I really like Munkin's just presence. I don't know what it was. They kept cutting to him. He had that old. They did. Yeah. They cut him a lot. Yeah. 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 It was good. I, I like, I like Munkin a lot. I like his presence. I think, I think they're still, a lot of things that you can clean up and the pick and whatever, but I mean, my if, oh my, if, th- if we catch all the like- balls we
1: did last week, we'd be all over the moon about them. Like the, concept I, I, to be
0: fair, like to be clear, like I'm very over the moon. He's like the play yeah. calls. I think are very good. Like it's very good. It's, you know, it's varied. It's diverse. It's, You know, he's just doing what he needs to do, and it's nice. Very, very like Marty Funkhauser type of personality on him. Marty Funkhauser
2: is a great guy. Yeah.
0: When he gets in front of the microphone, he's super Dave. Dave. Yeah. He's, he's, (laughs) well, right now I'm in mourning, Larry. So, yeah. He's, yeah, it's, 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 it's very good. I'm a big, I'm a big Mocking guy right now.
2: There was a big play, too. I believe it was a third and five. I'll go back and look at it, but Lamar Jackson went through a, I think, a high low read. That is one, two, and then almost like no look to Gus Edwards and flipped him the ball on about third and five, and Gus was just able to go get a first down. And it wasn't a great day running the football. If you go look at the yards per carry, the success rate, whatever. They had a couple nice runs. They got stuffed a few times, whatever. But my, oh, my, if that can become a development where Lamar Jackson knows where his running backs are and they're ready to catch the football, I think that increases your like third down conversion rate like 8%, 10 12% over the course of the year. I thought that was a sneaky, really nice little smooth, clean, functional, normal offensive mechanism that we have not seen enough. And holy crap, please let Gus Edwards stay healthy. Justice Hill had a couple of nice plays in this one. They didn't fumble the fucking football for once. They didn't have some big... <laughs> moment, dropping the ball, butterfingers, and splatting everywhere. So that was all cool, too. And Brian, I like, I think, Brian, you're right. I wasn't on, but you're right. They do need to be able to go for it in the playoffs and convert a fourth and short and all of those things. We just saw the Chiefs get real cute on Thursday night doing that same stuff and not able to go get it. So... Get back to that point, but right now I think it needs I think today was like zero. It was as conservative as you can possibly be on fourth down, punting, kicking, build back up. I want to see 10% against the Lions. I want to see 30% to start November and get back up to that aggressive mindset. It was a, a nice little hard drive wipe, and and they kind of screwed the pooch a little bit. That pick really didn't help them much. The roughing the passer into the Derrick Henry, what was it, a 60-yard run? Didn't help them, but I like it. I think that's yeah. – I feel like if they didn't do what they did, they lost. And it was, it was the results-based thinking today would have been they go 0-for-1 or 0-for-2 on fourth down, the Titans get the ball, score one more time, and then it's like a narrow defeat or something. So would love to see them ramp back up into that 2020-2019 go-for-it confidence by being a little more conservative today absolutely all
0: right boys that's uh that is an hour of podcasting amazingly anything else before we uh wrap this bad boy up let's go get the lions man it's a big one lions dan campbell back back home how about that a game at mt bank stadium who would have thought i'm sure the weather is going to be amazing we're all very excited so
2: we'll be out we'll be tailgating uh lovely baltimore in the fall you know
0: how i'm you just know? seeing
2: well, their score the for the first time too i i thought the bucks would give them a run and holy shit jared goff I thought they would too. That was not a competitive game at all. That was, yeah. Jared, the the Lions ran for thirty nine yards, I think, and Jared Goff goes for three fifty three.
0: Yeah, he looked good. He looked really good. So that'll 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 bring its own challenges
2: for sure. But you know, one what? of we'll my buddies, one, one of my more. buddies was like, I would way rather see them beat the Bucs than have the Lions, who I think are a wagon, come into Baltimore off a loss. And I don't hate that. I don't hate that take. Yeah, that's maybe a good call. I, you know, catch them sleeping a little bit. But
0: okay. Well, we'll you know get into that when it's time proper. We'll talk about that, that on the jumbo set, on the preview pod, just all sorts of podcasts coming your way. We're, we're doing three podcasts a week at least here. Show me somebody else who's doing that many. I think well, Kevin definitely. Kevin does it every single day, so he's doing five a week. So check out Locked On Ravens. Um, you know, not to plug another podcast, of course, but but you did. Uh, yeah, well, I sure did. So <laughs> it, it's okay, but. I'm gonna go ahead and land this plane. Uh, thank you guys for listening. As always, uh, tremendous, tremendous job tonight, guys. Great, great job by both of you. You can follow Brian at Barstool Banks. You can follow Spencer at Ravens Four Dummies. That is the number four. I am at Jake Luke. That's L O U Q U E. It's X of 52 Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. Subscribe to us on YouTube if you're not already. Too, we just passed the one uh, K threshold a little bit. We're getting into that monetization territory, which we like that. So, uh, you know, be sure to uh, check out our our video content. We got, you know, Spenny cranking some of that stuff out. It's great. I've got a little bit of, you know, a little bit of that going myself, some stuff in the works hopefully soon. And, uh, yeah, man, we're just going to keep this train rolling. So thank you guys for listening. We will talk to you again very soon. Shout out to all our presenting sponsors. Jimmy's Famous Seafood, Black-eyed Susan Spices, Fed Thrill. And, uh, yeah, we will talk to you guys later.
1: Free Stern.